1 Corinthians chapter 14 this morning. We're going to start. We're going to look at two verses here. We're going to look at verse 33 first. And then we're going to look at verse number 40. The first one says, For God is not a God of disorder. God is not a God of disorder, but He is a God of peace. As in all the congregation of the Lord's people. God's not a God of disorder. He's a God of order. Here it says peace. Skip down a few verses, seven verses. He says, And everything should be done in a fitting and orderly way. God's not a God of disorder. He's a God of order. And uh, His instructions for us is to be a people of order. I mean, y'all can look around and you find out real quick that God is a God of order. Just look at your body and uh, we all look different, and yet there is a system about us. Nobody's got an ear coming out uh, of their elbow. She glad about that? No, nobody's leg is, is coming out their back. No, we're all different. God makes all of us different. And yet, if you did any type of uh, science, uh, science fair project like I did, I mean, I remember the science fair project. Get that board that folds out like this. Stand there beside your teacher, right? She comes and you've, you've printed all your stuff out. Where'd you get all your information? The encyclopedia. Y'all, most kids don't even know what an encyclopedia is. What's that? Well, encyclopedia, you, know, you, you go to the bookshelf. And if you want to know about the human heart, you pull down the H. How many of y'all remember pulling, pulling down the H? You can't copy it word for word. The teacher will know. Right. Got to mix that thing up a little bit. Got to move those sentences around some. Right, and then you get you get your little plastic thing that's full of fake blood, and you got the pump. You know, I remember pumping that thing, and it squirt blood all through my little plastic man. And I would tell the teacher all about the heart, and the heart, you know, four valves and beating so many times a minute. Every time it it pumps, it's pushing blood from the tip of your finger to the tip of your toe, and it's bringing nutrients, and there's this chemical process that it's taking waste away, and, and, and your, your lungs are taking oxygen into the blood, and all of this stuff is happening, and how many of y'all glad it does? And God designed that part of you to work orderly, and you don't have to think about it. How many are glad you don't have to think about it? You don't have to think about breathing. You don't have to think about your heart. You don't have to think about your kidneys. Work, work. You don't have to do any of that. You don't have to talk to any of it. It just works. It's a machine that he designed orderly. Our solar system totally, you know, our, our earth is spinning a thousand miles an hour. If it went any faster, the seasons would be short and would mess things up. If it went any slower, the season would be short and mess things up. We're so many miles away from the moon. If we were any closer, the gravitational pull would affect the tides. And twice a day, all of the land masses would be covered in water. It's not that way. God's got us in such a place in our solar system that we aren't burned to death by the sun. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Our tides work, our seasons work, everything works. Our earth is at a 23 degree axis anymore one way or the other and we'd either freeze to death or burn to death and he's orchestrating not just our galaxies but galaxies that Hubble has never seen and will never see. And that's, he's, he's keeping all that. The Bible says he holds the span of the universe in the palm of his hand. He knows how many hairs are on your head. And he's got them numbered. You know he's a God of order. 
when he's keeping up and numbering the hairs on your head and he names the stars and he weighs the oceans out on scales, the Bible says. I mean, we serve a God of order and yet sometimes we kind of live flippantly. And then the results are flippant results. And so I want to look this morning at this subject of getting your house in order. I mean, I know it's usually the topic of discussion when you're about to die. Uh, Mr. Burns, Mr. Burns, I hate to tell you this, but you've only got a month left to live. It's time for you to get your house. What do they tell you? Get your house in order. I don't know about you, but I don't want to wait till I got a month left to get my family in order. I don't want to wait to get my finances in order. I don't want to wait and start managing my time of my day, my week, my month, and my year at the end of my life. I would like to be a person that just goes ahead and lines up. The Bible says we're created in the image of God. If he's a God of order, then our natural disposition should be to come up under the lordship of Jesus Christ and become people of order. And then we would have the results that God has. But lots of times our sinly natural disposition is not to be that way. And then we're stuck with the results. But we don't want to be that way, right? The the word that the Lord gave us for two. 2015 is this word flourish and I've spent the past couple of Sundays trying to get you pumped about this word come on he didn't say plague he didn't say locust he didn't say flies he said this year we would flourish so I've spent some time just getting you to expect that it's possible and that he wants it and that he wants it for you because no farmer plants a plant without expecting it to produce he puts it in the ground expecting there to be a harvest so I've spent some time just trying to get you to expect hey God wants something supernatural for you you in 2015 even if you've never experienced anything supernatural before but I've also spent a couple Sundays looking at the fact that by definition if you look here in your little worship guide the word flourish if you just look at the definition it says to grow in a healthy or vigorous way as the result of a particularly favorable environment God wants us to grow in a vigorous healthy way vigorous grow more this year than maybe the past five years combined to be more spiritually mature and see more out of the bible get more out of the presence of god this year than maybe you've gotten the past decade all of it wrapped up for you this year vigorous health and yet but it says it's as the result of a particularly favorable environment in other words flourishing is conditional Right? It's not automatic. For you to flourish in 2015, it's not automatic. It's totally conditional. If you go and buy plants, whether or not they live or die is not, not really the plant's fault. Right? It's not. Go get, go get your, go, whatever you go buy in the spring from Green Gate Garden Center. Wherever you go pick up your plants because it's time to freshen up the yard. Uh, how well they do is dependent upon you. So I'm looking at what what are the conditions to flourish. And this morning I want to look at this word, order. Ordering, putting things in in order. Uh, I remember as a kid uh, taking trips. How many of y'all remember taking trips? The big long Cadillac. 
I said, my, my, my mother drew, drove like this big, long, green Cadillac, and my daddy would armor all the seats. And when he would turn while the kids, we'd all slide down to the end. I mean, I had a car like that. You remember that? Again, we'd all slide down to the end, and Daddy would turn, and we'd all slide back that way. Big old leather seats like a Cadillac uh, DeVille or, or one of those. And we would take these, these trips, and uh, four or five times a year, we would go to Mississippi. My grandparents, my, my, my aunts, uncles, they all live in Mississippi. And me and my sister, Brittany, she was six years older than me, and boy, we could fight. Oh, my gosh, we could fight. Oh, we were professional fighters. Uh, I'm glad my kids are kind of close because they, they play pretty good, but they still uh, uh, are, are mean sometimes. But me and my sister, we like really fought, you know, like, like she'd take all the phones and lock them up in one room so I couldn't call mom. So I'd have to like beat down the door, man, it would get nasty. Wonderful times. So getting in the car, you know, we would fight on who gets to sleep on the, on the closest to the back of the seat, right? Because you got the seat right here. And we both wanted to sleep right there because if you didn't, when dad slammed on the brakes or even if he just stopped, whoever was on the outside would fall in the floor. So we all wanted, we wanted that inside, you know, and you got this long trip and you want to sleep and you're a kid and, and, and the six-hour drive. And, we, and the worst part of the trip was from Faraday to Tallulah. If you've ever been up around North Louisiana, you get around Faraday to Tallulah, Tulane, and it's nothing but farms. As far as I can see, it's just nothing but farms. And as a kid, you probably remember, you look out the window and you see row, 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 row. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And you just look at it. It's fascinating. Row after row of perfectly straight, perfectly planted, amazing precision that these, these farmers go through. Each seed is put in exactly so many inches apart. If they're too close, they get root bound and they don't grow well. If they're too far away, then you're wasting valuable acreage. Instead of getting this much money per acre, you get this much. So they're so precise making everything perfectly in its place, perfectly in order, perfectly straight, and you look all the way down as far as you can see, and one year it's corn, one year it's soybeans, and one year it's cotton. Those three. And they can't plant the same thing every year. If you keep planting corn, the corn will strip the soil and will destroy the soil. So one year they're investing everything in Cotton. Another year, they're investing it all in corn. Another year, they're investing it all in soybeans. But the results and the process is the same, and it's a process of order. And, and why is that? Well, I've wrote a few things down here, and, and the first one is order brings pleasure. Order. How many of you have ever cleaned out your closet before? What is it about cleaning your closet? It just makes you smile. Old raggedy closet hasn't been cleaned in three years, but for some reason, you get in there and do it. And every time you walk into that thing after you've cleaned it, it's just like, man, my closet's clean. Have you ever clean your car? Old car, too, no matter how old it is. Get it detailed. Vacuum it out. Something happens. If you're a man, if you've ever cleaned up your tools, we only do this 
about once every 25 years. About like a woman's closet. Uh, about, about, like, about, like, about like where a woman puts on her makeup. It's like a bomb. Mary Kay just exploded. Just a... Right? Put the seat down. Put, are you kidding? Look at your sink over there. My God, it's horrible. Put the seat down. Clean your... What are you me? She can't defend herself, so I'll quit. She's not in here. Any move or anything that you do that brings order, the first thing it does is it, it makes pleasure. It makes pleasure. It makes things pleasurable. It reduces frustration. Order, it, it takes frustration away. Order can be reproduced. In other words, the same system that you put in place here, you can carry it not just through, that, through 2015, but into 16, 17, 18. The last thing is it increases productivity. Why do these farmers do what they do? Well, because if they just went out there and just threw seed everywhere, sure, something may come up, but, but it'd be frustrating wouldn't it be frustrating? Productivity would go down. Stress would go up. Uh, it, it just, it's not pleasurable. It's too difficult to deal with. So I want to I wanna really three areas I want to look at and uh, putting your house in order, your family in order. We'll, we'll start there, working with your, your finances and then your time. How I many of you know God has an has a order for the family? I may step on some toes, but that's all right. They'll grow back. I mean, I know that your kids are not supposed to run your home. Well, how I many y'all been to that person's house? The kids rule the home. And because things are out of order, there's frustration, there's no productivity, and people are upset, there's stress there. Why? Well, because things have just gotten out of order. The little kids are, are taking authority over the parents. How I many of y'all know that, that, that a woman is not supposed to just run the home? Can I get an amen? It's your chance, man. It's your chance. Amen. Well, I got to tell her. <laughs> I feel you. No more than a man is supposed to be a dominating. Everybody's scared of him. I just sit on the couch with the clicker. Bring me my food. No, it's just frustrating. It's not productive. It's stressful, and it's not going to get you where you need to be. God has given us an order for the home. And if we'll put things in order, if we'll put uh, uh, the, the husband and the wife, if you look here, you know, most people look at the scripture that says, uh, wives, submit yourselves unto the husband, for this is right in the Lord. I mean, I like that one. And they'll, they'll put the, the man there, and no doubt that's a good scripture. But the real order of the, the home is uh, that the, the husband should be the spiritual head of the house, right? Spiritually, there should be a leadership there. I'll, I'll have to tell you, I didn't grow up with that. My mother was the spiritual head of our house. My dad, a bass fish tournaments. And... Uh, and he's, that's just what he did, you know. My, my dad, for the first half of my life, my mother drug us to church. And uh, she was the spiritual head. And if it wasn't for her praying, believing God, staying in the prayer closet, worshiping the Lord, rejoicing, and, and sticking with it, uh, we may have never gotten saved. 
But because of her, uh, she just refused to quit. My dad walked down the front, got saved. My sister walked down to the front, got saved. I was a little tougher case. Uh, took me a little bit longer to come around. But eventually, I went down the front. My brother, we all went down the front. But growing up, there was, there was not that order in my house. It wasn't there. And, and unfortunately, that's how a lot of times that it is. The, the lady takes the spiritual head. But God's design, and I'll show you here in just a second, for, for the man, and, and, and I, I don't want to run any of the men off, because sometimes this freaks men out. They're like, what am I supposed to do? Well, what do I do? And I'll just tell you this, baby steps. Just something you're never done, you're not comfortable with, and uh, it wasn't modeled for you, because I can tell you it wasn't modeled for me, and it wasn't modeled for my grandfather, didn't model it for my daddy. All coming up, my grandmother was a spiritual head, my mom was a spiritual head, but now I'm my own, now I'm the daddy. Right now I got my own kids and I can let my wife run uh, the spiritual part of our home or I can see that the word of God, God has designed, he says, you're the head spiritually of that house. And it's up to you. It's a God-given responsibility for you to take that mantle and even if you've never done it before, you don't know what to do, it, you can take baby steps and say, you know what? I'm going to start moving that direction. Say, man, I don't know how to pray with my kids. What do I do? Do I kneel? Do I stand? Uh, what do I say? Do I just read something? What do I do? Listen, it don't have to be pretty for it to work. It don't have to be pretty for it to be productive. It don't have to be perfect for your kids to see you modeling it, for God to hear it, for Him to honor it, and for there to be results. You ain't got to do nothing fancy for you to kneel down beside the bed with your kids and say, Lord, bless them, uh, keep them, and help them. In Jesus' name, amen. By God, that's better than nothing. I mean, at least you're positioning yourself in an orderly way that God can anoint and bless and you can grow from there. It's better than nothing. So if you're here and you say, man, I don't know what to do. I feel you, but just baby steps. You say, babe, I think we're going to pray together before we go to bed. And your wife may be like, what? The angels may sing, I mean, they're just may like, there's no, listen, there's no telling what your wife may do for you. Then she may, that may totally turn her on. I said it, I don't care. <laughs> Women like a spiritual head, not just a guy that fishes. Women like somebody that'll lead the home. And if you're single, be looking for that. Just go put out, you say, well, I'm not even married. Listen, when your own ChristianMingle.com. <laughs> what, Christian? It's that's Christian mingle. They're all good on there. Just kidding. When, whenever you're looking for it, you need to be just go ahead and be looking for it. Say, listen, any, even if they're ignorant, you, God will help them. But there's order. God wants there to be order in your house, and for you to flourish in 2015, things can't just be all over. No more than a farmer is just going to grow out there and just, well, I'm going to throw some corn here and some soybeans here and I'm going to throw some, some cotton there. No, it's just, it's going to be frustrating. And God's looking, He wants us to flourish. But we have to get our family in order. We have to get our, next thing, you have to get our finances in order. Finances in order. Let's just say, even if I just took the tithe and offering out of it, because I know people are like, oh, here we go. 
Gotta give the old church some money again. Listen, even if you don't give God a dollar, for you to flourish, there still needs to be some type of order in your finances. The check comes in, right? You got bills to pay. You got things that you need. You got things that you want. You got some saving there. And there needs to be some type of system there. Right? Instead of the money comes in and it's like, just throw some money over here. Visa gets... Now listen, I know this is practical. I know this is practical. I I know that maybe you thought that we were just going to talk about Jesus. But he's speaking Because he wants you to flourish in 2015. And poor people have poor ways. In other words, if you're ever going to get different this year, you're going to have to do something different than you did last year. And if you're a slave to every creditor and every person that's throwing money at you and, and your rims are worth more than the car... You're working at McDonald's buying a Rolex. You're going to be broke and frustrated and miserable your whole life. And it's not because you don't have any money. It's because you don't have any order. You just don't have a way of saying, these are the bills I need to pay. Forget tithing now. I mean, that's a whole nother deal. I got bills I need to pay. There's things that I need. I need some milk, some eggs, some diapers, and some formula. I really want a new duck call. I got some wants. And I need to put something in savings. And you're hearing you say, I've never saved. Uh, anything in my life I'll tell you the same thing I told uh, the the first little people in the family baby steps if you saved a dollar a week and at the end of the year you had $52 in savings then you're you're establishing a pattern just like those rows you're establishing a pattern in your life that brings order In your mind, your thinking, your actions, what you do. And it's a pattern that can be reproduced this year, after next year, after next year. And the Bible says God wants to bless your barn and your storehouses. You don't live in your storehouse. Your storehouse is your savings. You live in your house and God wants to bless your house. But he also says, I'll bless your storehouses. But if you don't have a storehouse... If, you, if, there's, if there is no established, if there is no savings there, then how is he going to bless it? You say, now, now pastor, I don't, have a, I don't have anything to put in savings. Listen, even one dollar would put some order there. And you say, God, I want to flourish in 2015, and I know that it's conditional. I know that, I know that it's conditional. So help me get my house in order. If there's things that that are out of order, I want to be in order. Help me get my finances in order. You know, most people that win the lottery, within within five years, I think 80% are broke again. How are you broke with $40 million? How are you broke with one? Well, there's, there's there's no order. So I'm challenging you. I'm encouraging you. To get, let's get our homes, get our houses, get things in order. And then the last one is your time. How do you spend your time? How do you spend, what does your day look like? Is there any order to your day? Is there any time there that that your kids have? You know, make a big difference. Make a real big difference. Three years from now, five years from now. I mean, I know the time that you spend with them is not wasted time. 
uh, how, how, how much time each day is there anything invested in, uh, in your relationships? Uh, how, how is your time spent there? What's your, what's your day look like? Just how much social media are, do we need to do? How many hours do, do we need to social uh, media our life? Just, you know, uh, recently, uh, Noble brought home a couple of D's. Exactly, that's what I said. Hmm. Uh, Noble, you know, he's nine, and the last week he brought home two D's. No, sir. Mm-mm. New, 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 new. No, sir, we don't. Why, 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 why does that upset you? Well, because uh, they're, they're smart kids. But they really like to watch TV. They can watch it for hours. How many of y'all got any of those kids? How many of y'all got any gamers? How many of you got any textures? Like a thousand words a minute. Something ridiculous. Just like crazy. All thumbs, right? It's just thumb muscles. So I'd take nobody and say, listen, you can't watch TV Monday through Thursday. That time, we're going to have to rearrange some things in your day. We're going to have to rearrange some things. How do you spend your week? Is church a priority? Is, the, is, is Sunday a priority in your week? 48% of Christians, these are people that say, I love Jesus with all my heart, all my soul, all my strength, all my life. I love Jesus. 48% go to church once a month. In other words, it's an add-on to their month. If I got time, I go once a month. If I got time, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, I'm indifferent. If something better comes up, then I'm going to go with the better. Or if, if I really want my, my wife to be sweet to me, or, you know, we have different reasons, but 50% of, of, of Christians, they say, my week belongs to me, and none of it belongs to the Lord. Well, I'll give him one Sunday a month is what half the people do. And yet, and yet you know, I put, this, I put this little statistic on Facebook last night. Some of you maybe saw it. Uh, Sunday's a very important day in the Bible. If you look at everything that happened on Sunday, Jesus was resurrected on a Sunday. The Holy Spirit was given on a Sunday. The church was birthed on a Sunday. The first time salvation was ever preached was on a Sunday. Six times Jesus appeared post-resurrection. Every time it was on a Sunday and I could go on. There's something about Sunday. There's something about that day, the first day of the week, that Jesus seems to show up better on Sunday than he does on other days. And yet half of us don't even think it's necessary to show up. And then things are out of order confusing, frustrating, and they aren't as productive as they could be. And here in Proverbs, it says, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 3, it says, people ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. Isn't that a tough scripture? Put that on your license plate. You don't ever see that one on there. You always see blessed. Ephesians 2.10. You got some scripture like, oh, you ought to put Proverbs 19... Three on there. Many people ruin their lives by their own foolishness, their own lack of order, their own just, okay, Sarah, Sarah, what shall be, shall be. Laissez la bon temps rouler. I love, hey, man, I'm down with it. 
Bowl them up. And yet, and yet if, if, we want, if we want to flourish in 2015, it's, it's good for us to say, God, how can I, how can I fix my, my family better? How can, I, how can I fix my finances better? What can I do in my time that would be better? Uh, how, can, how can I do it? If you look at your month, how does your month lay out? If you look at your year, the reason why we're doing this, this yearly fast starting it up is we're just saying, God, I want to begin my year with you. I want you to orchestrate February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. And I believe if I give you a first fruits of this year that there'll be uh, dividends throughout the year. That's, that's what I'm believing for. So just, just, some, just some little easy pointers for you if you want some help. Uh, you know, I have, we, we have date nights. Come on, I know this is practical. But, but it would be a good idea for you in 2015, have a family night. What's that look like? I don't, you know, it looks like different things for different people. But that's just one night of the week where, where you play board games or you go throw the football or you do something where you're, you're, you're taking valuable time, very valuable, and you're saying, I'm going to invest this in my family. Once a week, once a month, uh, you know, I put on a jacket and, and take my wife to eat. We're broke. Well, go get you some born-again chicken at the Chick-fil-A. All them chickens born again. Go over there, get you some born-again chicken at the Chick-fil-A. Go walk down by the pier. Wherever you're at, wherever you're at in your, with, with financially, you can still say, say, I need to do better with my time. I want to get things in order. And, and I'll close by reading these verses. You notice I really didn't read any of these verses on here because I want you uh, to look at the fact, and there's some blanks there. It says, in any order... Something always has to be first, and God always requires first. In other words, whatever order you put something in, something always has to be first. There always has to be a first place. And I I want you to look here uh, under uh, the, the... the maintaining order in your money, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10, it says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. In other words, God wants to be first financially in your life. Again, you say, I don't, I don't understand. I've never been down there. Then I'll just tell you, uh, try it. He actually says, prove me now in this. See if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing upon you that you don't have room enough to receive. God wants to be first in your finances. God wants to be first in your day. Psalms chapter 5 verse 3. David writing. He says. My voice. You shall hear. In the morning. O Lord. In the morning. I will direct it. To you. And I will look up. I love that verse. David he says. Listen. My voice. Before anybody else hears my voice. In the morning. You'll hear. My voice. You have the first part. Of my day. Acts chapter 20 verse 7 it says now on the first day of the week the disciples came together and they broke bread. You'll have the first part of my week. Ezekiel chapter 45 verse 18 and 20 it says thus saith the Lord God in the first month on the first day of the month. This is the beginning of the year. He says take a young bull without blemish and cleanse the sanctuary. The priest shall take some of the blood 
of that animal, of the sin offering, put that blood on the doorpost of the temple, on the four corners of the ledge of the altar, and on the gatepost of the gate in the inner court. What's happening there? They're saying at the beginning of the year, we're going to come to the Lord and we're going to bring a sacrifice and we're going to take the blood and we're going to apply it to our year. And that's what we're doing. We're taking this, this month and we're saying, God, we want you to order our year. We want you to order our week. We want you to order our day. We want you to order our finances. We want you to order our home, our family. We want you to be the center of it all. Because this is it. Last thing I'll say is, is wherever God is, if he's not first, you're out of order. If he's not first, then you're out of order. So the best thing I can tell you is if you want to flourish in 2015 is make some arrangements. Move some things around. Put him at the first. And then evaluate these others and say, do I have things in rows? Have I set myself up to have a, a less stress 2015? How many of y'all think you could use a little less stress? I mean, I know it's so funny because technology is supposed to make everything faster and better, and yet it actually slows everything down. The last one I'll give you is Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Jesus said this. Jesus said, He seek, but seek, this is the Amplified Version, He says, aim at and strive after first all of His kingdom, His righteousness, Seek his way of doing and being right. And then all these things taken together will be given to you besides. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And, the, and New King James says, all these things shall be added unto you. Seek just means, God, I'm, I'm purposing to pursue you. And I'm, what, what is he saying, pursue? He says, pursue the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Righteousness means right standing with him. Pursue to have right standing with God. And God says, if you'll have that order in your life, he says, I can work a lot of this other stuff out. So, so wherever I hit you at today, if it was finances, if, if you're the one with the Rolex at McDonald's, forgive me. I mean, I know I'm trying to help you. If you're the one on the couch with the clicker, won't get up, won't move, and uh, your, your wife is dragging the kids to church, wherever you're at, wherever, wherever I, I hit you at, take some baby steps. Nobody's asking, God's not asking for you to, uh, to, to, to preach next Sunday. Right? God's not asking you uh, to go around and start anointing things with oil. Please don't do that. Please, please, please. You'll scare people away. You'll do more harm than good. Put the oil away. And no, nobody's asking you to do that. I'm asking you to say, God, are, my, are there things crossed? Thing, things not right? Because I see that to flourish, there has to be a certain particularly favorable environment. Is there order in my home? Am I taking the place that I'm supposed to be as a husband, as a wife with my kids? Am I doing it there? Am I managing my time right? Do I need to establish a date night, a family night, uh, a devotion time with you? And you say, man, I've never done devotion in my life. I don't know what to do. Baby steps. Get you a book or something. Call me. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll help you. 
but whatever, whatever is out of order, you just saying, God, I want to bring some things in line because I see you are a God of order and you said things don't need to be out of order. Things need to be right. And then you'll open heaven and he says, I'll pour out things on you that you just never could dream of, things that you couldn't think were possible. We have to pray. Let's pray together this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Uh, the entrance of your word gives light and gives understanding. We thank you so much for that you want us to flourish. You've given us all the tools that we could ever need to, to the Bible says, to live an abundant life. Jesus, you said that you came so that we could have life and life more abundantly. So, so for every person here, myself included, if there's things, there's areas that are out of order, we ask you to show us and reveal to us. Are we doing right uh, with our money? Are we doing right with our home? Are we doing right with our home? Uh, I mean, with our, uh, with our finances, with every facet of our life, God, we want to be better, decent, and in order so that you can open heaven, do things for us that, that we could never do by ourselves.